Well, good evening. It's always an honor to be here, and um, I love coming here. It's, um, I think I've mentioned to you several times, I used to attend this church when I first moved to California, came here to uh, uh, work with uh, Mike and Beth, so it's always kind of special when I come back here, so I always appreciate the warm the warm welcome. And I have been, I think when I was here last time, it was on a Wednesday night and I was leaving for Europe uh, the following morning. And we had some awesome meetings. It was in Poland and Ireland and in Holland. And uh, just, I, ha I had some awesome Holy Ghost meetings in Poland. It was, it was just really, really great. And we also had purchased some Bibles uh, for the churches in Poland. So it was really, really, really awesome meetings. And uh, then about Three weeks ago, I got an, another email from the uh, police department in uh, Switzerland. Uh, maybe you've heard me mention I was speaking at a police conference uh, two years ago in, in uh, Switzerland and then a police conference in Hungary this past year, and now they've asked me to come and uh, minister in uh, Serbia and, uh, and also Slovakia. So it's, um, it's been a great honor to work with the police over there because it's a Christian police association. So, and then when they always want me to teach on um, the Holy Spirit. So when someone comes and they've not been filled with the Holy Ghost, they get filled. And it's, it's great to have a whole room of police officers. All of a sudden, everybody's just praying in the Holy Ghost. So always appreciate your prayers. Um, I do have a, a table on the back. I always like to call it a, a tool table, not a product table. Because, you know, when a carpenter uh, builds a house, he uses tools. And so for us to build our faith, we need to use tools. How many know you have to build your faith every single day? Amen. So uh, one of our, probably the most popular book of all is Instructions from the Great Physician. We just get so many uh, reports and orders for this little book. And, but I, I just really like to emphasize that God's Word is medicine. It isn't kind of like it. It isn't sort of like it. It is medicine. And it's so awesome because God's medicine has no negative side effects. I was talking to somebody just this afternoon and just taking so much medicine and all the side effects. I said, just take God's medicine. <laughs> it has no side effects. Amen. And then we have a packet there, Daily Power Bar for Healing. And this is excellent, too, because it's so user-friendly because you can keep this in your pocket, in your purse. Because sometimes if you're, uh, you know, really... Maybe you have to be at work and you're not feeling too good, but you can't carry your Bible with you. It's so easy to have something in your pocket that has healing scriptures on it, amen? And sometimes you just need to take a break uh, during your lunch hour and go and just build yourself up, amen, and just get into God's medicine. I think I had this uh, when I was here last, uh, last time. It's Guidelines, Praying for the Sick, and this is my latest book, and it's doing very well. We just got an awesome testimony the other day for... Uh, someone who was really praying for their family, and, uh, but that family member went on to be with the Lord, and they were so uh, discouraged and, and heartbroken. And then someone gave them the book, and they read especially the one chapter where it talks about why some don't receive healing. And they said that helped them so much in understanding why perhaps their loved one didn't receive. Because, you know, we don't have all the answers but there's some things that we do know. We need to build with what we do know. You need to know how to receive healing, but it's very helpful to know what some of the reasons are why some people don't receive healing. And this family called and said it helped them so much and just gave them so much peace to understand why probably that person didn't receive healing. And then we always rejoice when we know that they go to heaven. Amen? Amen. So are you ready for the word? Father, we thank you so much for your holy written word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is always our teacher, our guide, our helper. So we thank you, Lord, that as we look into your word tonight, that you truly will anoint us to see, to hear, to be receptive to all that you have for us. Help us to lay aside our own preconceptions and opinions and just be totally open to what you have for us tonight. Father, we thank you for the anointing, we thank you for utterance, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. And everyone said, amen, amen. Um, I did a, a series here, or a session, I think it was last year, titled, How Can I Say I'm Healed When My Body Says I'm Sick? 
It's a good question, isn't it? But I want to continue on with that and just to kind of give you a little bit of a um, preview of, of what we had talked about. Um, so often people ask me, well, how can I confess the word? How can I say I'm healed when my body says I'm sick? You know, your body speaks very loud to you, doesn't it? And Well, the answer is very simple. It is written. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, by his stripes you are healed. And in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, by his stripes, you were healed. So if the Bible says you are and you were, well then, honey, you is. Amen? So see, we need to see ourselves as the word of God says we are. Because we are spirit beings. We have been created in the image of God. And so we must function from the realm of the spirit. We are supernatural beings because God is a supernatural God. Amen. So therefore you can say you is healed because everything begins in the realm of the spirit. You and I by design are healed. By design we are made to walk by faith, to walk by the truth of God's word, by design, because we are spirit beings. And again, everything begins in the realm of the spirit. So the eye of faith must see first what the natural eye does not yet see. Amen? Because that's walking by faith, walking by sight. What does it mean to walk by faith and not by sight? It means we walk by the truth and not by the facts. Amen? In Proverbs chapter 4, I want you to turn there. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 13. Uh, it says, take fast hold of instructions. Do not let go, but keep her. Why? Because she is your life. It is so important that we understand that God has given us instructions. And you all know if you got some new software or something, I just got a new iPad the other day. Well, I had to go to Best Buy and take the class because I couldn't figure out my new iPad. I had to learn the instructions. Instructions are very, very important. So as you follow God's instructions for healing, then God's medicine has the ability to bring healing to your body. I have here a little a medicine bottle. You all recognize this as a medicine bottle, right? And on this bottle, there's instructions. Let's just say, for example, that it says, take one tablet three times a day. Those are the instructions. Now, if you change the instructions in any way, you're probably not going to get the results that you want. You might think, well, it says take one tablet three times a day. I don't want to have to remember to do it three times. So I'll just take all three of them once a day. But then you've changed the instructions, and it's probably just not going to work. Or you might think, hmm, boy, this medicine is really expensive. I think I'll stretch it out. So I'll only take it every other day. That way I only have to buy it once every two months instead of every month. Well, again, if you change the instructions, it's not going to work. Or you might think, oh, the doctor said this is really good, it's really going to help me. In that case, I think I'll take the whole thing at once and be done with it. Well, you'll be done all right. Amen? So, if, see, if you change the instructions from this, it's not going to work. If you change... God's instructions. It could just be the reason why maybe something isn't working for you. In Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Or we could say, give attention to my instructions. Incline your ear to my instructions. Don't let them depart from your eyes, but keep them in the middle of your heart. And then he tells us why. Because my words are life to those that find them, and health, or we could say, and medicine to all your flesh. 
God's word is filled with God himself. God's word is him. God's word is medicine. He is the healer. The word is filled with him, himself. And then in verse 23, it says, guard or keep your heart with all diligence because out of it come the issues of life. So it is so critical that you guard your heart. You know you need to guard your heart every single day, especially if you listen to the news. <laughs> you need to guard your heart. You need to guard your heart against those symptoms that want to bring fear. You need to guard your heart against the facts because facts will breed fear. And fear is the enemy of your faith. And we have to live by faith. We have to walk faith. We have to breathe faith. We have to think faith. We have to speak faith. Amen? And by design, we're able to do that. We're created to do that. <clears throat> so you're always going to be faced and confronted with two reports, truth and facts. The doctors can only give you facts, but the healer, Jesus, always, always, always gives you truth. And truth will always trump facts. Amen? Always, always, always. So looking again at Proverbs chapter 4, beginning in verse 20, again, God's word is, not kind of, it is medicine. Before the fall Mankind knew no sickness. Adam and Eve never knew anything about being sick. But when they fell, then this, our environment became an impure environment. But we know that God made, he made this human body. And he gave us his word to be the medicine to heal the body. While it's in this impure environment. God made the body and he made the medicine to work together. Therefore, this human body made by God will never reject God's medicine. And God's medicine will never reject God's body. They were both made by God and they both have an assignment to work together. The human body has an assignment from the throne room, from creation, to receive God's word as medicine, to heal it. And God's medicine, his word, was designed by God to heal the human body. Again, they, are, they work together. It's just like a hand in a glove. It's just like seed and soil. God made the seed and God made the soil. And when you put seed in the ground, that ground does not reject the seed. And the seed does not reject the soil. Seed and soil, both from God. So your body, made by God, will never reject God's medicine. And God's medicine will never reject the human body. It's just like you probably all have a car. Some of you might have a BMW. Well, a BMW parts are made for a BMW. Honda parts are made for a Honda. And God's medicine is made for God's body. Amen? It's simple. We need to keep things simple. And I like to say it's God's body because I want you to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's look at verse 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Now listen to this. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So it's our responsibility to glorify God, not just in our spirit, but in our body. Amen? <clears throat> um, 
You know, God and, and Jesus live in heaven. It's a beautiful place. Gold streets, gates of pearl. But the other third of the Godhead, the other third of the Holy Trinity does not live in heaven, but lives inside of you and me. There's no way God would want himself and Jesus to live in this beautiful place called heaven and have the other third of himself to live in a sick, crippled, mangled, diseased body, temple. Because he said, it's mine. I bought it. It belongs to me. He said, so I have put you in responsibility of my temple. I want you to glorify me in your spirit and in your body, which is mine. If you ever wondered if God wants you healed, that scripture alone ought to guarantee you he wants you healed because he said, I bought your body. It's mine. It is mine. Amen? So we need to get a revelation of that. So again, looking at God's instructions, he says, attend to my report. We need to learn to listen from our heart. He says, pay attention to what I'm saying to you. Incline your ear to my report. So we see here that part of God's instructions includes the ear. But how is the ear going to hear unless something has been spoken? And it's not just what the pastor preaches, but it's what you speak. Amen? So your voice is got to be involved. So we have here now, we see the ear gate and we have the mouth gate involved in the healing process. And then he says, do not let my words, or we could say, do not let my medicine depart from your eyes. So now we see we have the ear gate, the mouth gate, and the eye gate are all involved in these instructions. He says, don't let it depart from your eyes. You know, there's just something that happens when you put your eyes upon this holy written word and he says that you are the apple of his eye. When he says to you and you're looking at it, when he says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. When you read in here, God is good, just like we sang tonight. That can't just be a song. That needs to be a revelation to you. God is good. And when he says, I will supply all of your needs, I will exalt the valley, I will make the mountains low for you, I will make those crooked places straight, I will smooth the rough edges. When he says that to you and you see it in the word, something, something happens. It's just like when someone's uh, off to, to war and he gets a love letter from home. And that love letter says, honey, I miss you. We love you. Johnny wants to know, when's daddy coming home to play catch? Little Susie's coloring pictures. I want to give it to daddy. When's daddy coming home? Honey, be careful. The whole church is praying for you. Do you think he reads that just once? and then throws it away? No. He's going to read that over and over and over, and he's going to fold it up very carefully and put it in his pocket till he has another opportunity to read it. And pretty soon, he's got it memorized. But you, do, you think he's just going to think it? No. He's going to carefully open that up and see those words that were written just to him. Probably he can even smell his wife's hand lotion. There's just something that happens when he reads those words. Well, there's something that happens when you read this holy written word that cost Jesus his life to give it to you and to me. There's just something happens. That's why he says, don't let it depart from your eyes. It's great to have scripture memorized. But when you're taking his instructions, he says, I want you to look at it. And then he says, keep it in the middle of your heart. Why? Because from the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. Therefore, you want to guard your heart against the facts. 
You want to feed on truth all the time. So we see here the eye gate, the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate, the heart gate are all involved in taking God's instructions. So don't just take one-fourth of the medication. You've got to follow all the, all the instructions to take it all. If you just go around quoting the Word of God, and I, it's important to quote, I'm not belittling that, but if you've got something going on in your body and that's all you do is go around, by your stripes I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, you're not following all the instructions. If you change them or you don't take it like it says, just maybe that could be the reason why it's not working for you. Going back to verse 20 when he says, My son, give attention to my words. You know, there's times I think that we need to just close our eyes and see yourself sitting with Jesus and see him talking to you. And when you've got your eyes closed and you know you're in his presence, don't leave quickly. Stay in his presence. You stay there until you know that you know that you know that you're healed. Stay there till those words, by his stripes, you are healed. When you hear those words, that your health is restored speedily, that you will not die but live, when you're in the presence of Jesus, you stay there. You stay there till that becomes a revelation to you. The ear of faith, like the eye of faith. The eye of faith has to see, but the ear of faith has to hear what the eye of faith sees. So you need to hear yourself say that. I am healed. I is healed. My life is restored. My life has been delivered from all destruction. Himself bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. My health is restored speedily. You need to hear yourself. Your ear of faith must hear what the eye of faith is speaking. So once again, you stay in his presence until that becomes a reality to you. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, there's a price to pay. It costs Jesus his life. I can remember one time I hadn't gone to Ramah yet. Um, I hadn't heard about Brother Hagen, didn't even know about Oral Roberts. But I woke up one day and I just had a fever. And it was a high fever. And somehow I knew about Isaiah 53, 5. And I didn't have these little scripture packets with me. But I was laying in bed because I, I was too sick to get out of bed. But I, I took my Bible and I opened it up to Isaiah 53, 5. You know, when you have a fever, it's hard to read. Sometimes you just can't stay focused. And so I started to read Isaiah 53, 5, and I could only read about five, five words, and that's all the further I could get. And I looked at the clock, and pretty soon, maybe in about an hour, I'll read it again. In an hour, I read it again. I, I got to go to one more word. Another hour, I got to know, go to a couple more words. And pretty soon, by, it took me all day before I could read the entire verse of verse 5. It took me all day. And when I, woke up, well, excuse me, when I woke up in the morning, not only was the fever gone, I had every bit of strength restored. It was as though nothing ever happened. <clears throat> but see, sometimes you just got to pay that price, amen, to get into the Word of God and stay in His presence until you, till you know that you know that you know. Because see, His Word, just as we have to worship God in spirit and His truth, we have to speak the Word in spirit and in truth. Because John 6, 63, Jesus says, my words are spirit and they are life. So that's why you've got to get it into your spirit. And it's through the, the eye gate and the ear gate that it gets into your spirit. And then from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you know we will have whatever we say, amen. So you want to put the good 
uh, fruit into your spirit. So you've got to follow all of those instructions. So the ear of faith must hear truth, not don't listen to the facts. Listen to truth. And the eye of faith must see truth. Jesus says in John 17, 17, my words are truth. And we know that forever God's word has been settled in heaven. It needs to be forever settled in our hearts. Amen. Don't waver. You stay in his presence till you know that you know that you know. Uh, because the eye of faith has to see the invisible and then act accordingly. So once again, through the ear gate, the eye gate, the mouth gate, and the heart gate, you follow God's instructions. In Luke 6, 45, it says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, or we could say brings forth healing. And an evil man out of evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, or we could say he brings forth the facts. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak, so we want to put truth in there. Amen? So truth continues to come out. You see, death, death is not in the power of cancer. Death is in the power of the tongue. Amen? So we want to guard our heart so from the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak what? Truth. So by design, once again, we are created to walk by faith and not by sight. In Romans 8, chapter 5, Romans 8 Look at chapter 5, I mean chapter 8, look at verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, or we could say it's defeat. See, <clears throat> Death means to live, you can be saved, filled, but live a defeated life. I don't want to be saved, filled, and defeated. I want to be saved, filled, and triumphant. Amen? So I've got to have the word in me in order to live that triumphant life. And then it goes on to say, the mind governed by the, <clears throat> by the, governed by the spirit is life, peace, healing, wholeness, victory. So you've got to have your mind governed by truth. Uh, once again, we live in two realms. We live in the natural realm and we live in a spiritual realm. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. So we have to stay with truth at all times. Amen? <clears throat> but you know what? <clears throat> it can be a problem. I mean, we don't have a problem knowing that we have to walk by faith. We don't have a problem knowing that we have to speak faith and live faith. But when your body begins to scream out in pain. Pain is real, isn't it? Sickness and disease, it's real. When your body begins to scream out in pain and those symptoms are increasing and the negative reports just keep flooding in, sometimes it's hard to stay spiritually minded. Sometimes it's hard to keep your mind away from and ignoring the body. It's easy to get into the flesh. So what are we going to do when that happens? Because it's real, amen? It's real. What do you do? First of all, you need to know that you need to take those negative thoughts captive. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Because those negative thoughts, they will defeat you. We've got to take them captive. Amen? But then the next thing I want you to do is turn to Jude 20. Jude 20. Jude 20. You probably know that by heart as well. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And I love what it says in verse 21. And stay in the love of God. You know, when I was healed of cancer, <clears throat> I was 28 years old. I had cancer of the appendix. I was told I was approximately the eighth person in the entire United States 
to be recorded of that kind of cancer. And I had zero knowledge of healing. Never heard one healing testimony. Never, never was taught anything about healing. I read the stories. I knew Jesus healed, but never heard anything about it still being for today. And I needed an instant miracle. God even revealed himself to me in my hospital room and told me, your time is up. You are destined to die. That's a strong report when it's coming from God. But then he said to me, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, through me, you can change your destiny. You don't have to die. And I said, God, I don't know one thing about healing, but I do know that you love me. And if you're telling me that you have a healing for me, I receive it. And I had an instant miracle. Because you see, healing is a gift from God. But love, that's who he is. God is love. God is good. And when you can come under the umbrella of his love, everything else that you will ever need is underneath that. Healing is underneath love. So you always want to stay in the love of God. Not just always walking in love, which we need to always do, but know that he loves you, that you are the apple of his eye. You need to know that you are loved. But then keep building yourself up. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I can't emphasize enough how critical it is that you spend a lot of time. Every day you should be praying in the Holy Ghost in the shower, driving to, to work, going to school, on your lunch break when you're out exercising. And when I'm on the treadmill, I, I'm praying in tongues at the gym. I don't know if anybody hears me, but I am. <laughs> you need to do it quiet because you're always building yourself up. But when you're doing that, realize that you're entering into the, the realm of the answer. Whatever's going on in your life, there's an answer to it. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're entering in to the realm of the answer. You're entering in to that cocoon of peace. Stay in his presence. Don't come out till you know that you know. But if you come out and you find out, mm, there's still a little bit of anxiety, there's still a little bit more of worry, and you can still hear your body screaming at you, you go back. Go back into that secret place and you just stay in that cocoon until you keep building yourself up more and more and more because pretty soon you'll come out with the victory. I can remember one time I was, well, years ago I was living in a, in a very abusive uh, marriage and uh, it was very, very hard and um, I started reacting and acting not like I wanted to act. And you just get so mad at somebody for doing what they're doing and betraying you. And, and, but I didn't like the way I was acting. I thought, no, this is not the way I want to act. I need to, I need to build myself up. And I did. I started, I started role playing. And I would go into um, my secret place. And I started praying in tongues. And I would build myself up and build myself up, and build myself up, praying in the Holy Ghost. And then I came out of the secret place, and I would just imagine myself uh, facing, my, I wasn't intending on saying all this, but maybe somebody needs to hear it, but just facing my husband and asking him to uh, stay home tonight. And then I would envision him saying, no, I'm going out. And then I would see myself, okay, what do I feel right now? Anger, if there's any anger, any hurt, then I went right back into my prayer closet, went back into that secret place till I could build myself up because my goal, I had a goal. My goal is to face that painful situation and to say, hmm, well, that's a disappointment. See you later. And I reached my goal, but it took me time to pray and build myself up until I got to the place where I could say, hmm, it's a disappointment. I got out of the arena of the emotions 
And see, when you've got all those things going on in your body and your body's screaming at you, it's easy to get in fear. Amen? I know, been there, done that. But you can get out of that. You can build yourself up. Get into that secret place. And you come out of that fear, anything is still going on, you get back in there. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm just really trying to emphasize how critical it is that you, you stay in that secret place and build yourself up. And you know, not only are you building yourself up when you're in that secret place, let me read to you out of 1 Corinthians 14 too. It says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. You're not speaking to the devil. You're not speaking to man. You're only speaking to God with his own language. Amen. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, or we could say secrets. You know, secrets are revealed in the secret place. Now, what's going on in your body? What's causing all that pain and those symptoms to rise up? It might be a mystery to you. And it could even be a mystery to the doctor. Maybe the doctor has said to you, you know, I just don't know what's going on with you. But it's not a mystery. It's not a secret to God. And when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're entering into that arena of the answer, the arena where the secret can be revealed to you. It could be something really simple. Maybe you're lacking in something. Maybe there's some kind of a disorder in your, in your diet or something. Or it could be that um, the Lord is telling you to tell the doctor you want to have such and such a test or something. But the answer is always in the realm of the spirit. So see, when you're praying, if you can just envision a big circle, God's at the top and, and we're down here. And for illustration's sake, we're going to say that the Holy Spirit is at both sides. Well, when I pray to the Father, and the Bible says he always hears me when I pray, my prayer goes up to the throne room via the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes my prayer to the Father. Now listen what it says in John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But listen, but whatever he hears, that's what he will speak. So when my prayer goes to the throne room, God answers my prayer. And he speaks to me via the Holy Spirit. The answer the mystery, the secret is revealed to me via the Holy Spirit. So when you're praying in your heavenly language, listen, because you are speaking to God, but he might say just one word to you. One word from God will change your life forever. Sometimes that's all you need is just one word. And he'll let you know what that one word is. But when you're praying, it's such a privilege that we have to pray in our heavenly language. Learn to quiet your mind and listen. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of Christ, I like to say it like this, let the word of truth dwell in you richly. That word richly is so critical because it's telling us what level to have the word in us. You can have the word in you on a rich level or a low, weak level. If it's in you richly, you're going to get rich level results. But if it's in you on a low level, you're going to get low level results. So we need to have the word in us on a rich rich level. So we need to feed on truth so it gets in there on a rich level. But how are you going to know? How are you really going to know if it's in you richly? You will know that you know that you know that you know. There's just something that you can know that by his stripes you're healed. And you come out of that secret place and you have peace that passes all understanding. You know that you know that you know. When I was dying uh, 
of malaria back in 1991. I just graduated from, or 1980s, no, it was 1991. I just uh, recently had graduated from, no, it was 86, I'm sorry, I'd graduated from Rama and uh, been on the mission field for a month and, and came home with a, uh, two forms of malaria at the same time, and the doctors didn't believe I had malaria because I was on the preventative. By the time they realized I had it, I was already in the last stages. And the doctor came in, the disease specialist came in, he says, I'm sorry to tell you, Marilyn, but you are dying. If you want to say goodbye to your family, you need to do it now, not this afternoon. That's pretty close. He even actually picked up the phone and put it to my side. But you know, by then, I was so weak, I, could, I didn't even have any volume to talk. When you're that close to dying, there's just not a whole lot that's there. But I fell asleep, and I woke up about, must have been about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And when I woke up, I thought, oh, I'm still breathing. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, I am alive still. And I thought, the devil's going to see me sitting up in bed. Because this whole time, all week long, I kept taking my authority. And I thought, as long as I'm breathing, I can still take my authority. And I took a hold of the support bars on the side of my bed, and I pulled, and I pulled, and I pulled. It took all the energy I could muster up. But God will give it to you. And I sat up, and in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I took authority over that spirit of malaria again. And instantly, I knew, oh, I just got it. I knew that I knew that I knew I just got healed. I collapsed back in bed from exhaustion. By the time the doctor came in in the morning, surprised to find me there. My fever was broke. That's it. I said, I'm ready to go home now. <laughs> but see, you'll know. You will know. But you have to take that time to get into that secret place. But when you've reached there, you'll know. That's when you know. That's when you begin to see with the eye of faith. So you'll see it with the eye of faith before you see it in the natural. So once again, we have to walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by truth and not by the facts. So I want to really emphasize to you how important it is and to encourage you to follow God's instructions. Take the full dosage. Guard your heart, amen, and then spend much time with your helper, the Holy Spirit. Spend a lot of time in the secret place. Learn to quiet your mind and get into that secret place where the secret can be revealed to you. Because sometimes God's just going to tell you some things he's not going to tell anybody else, amen. But that's where you need to be. You need to spend much time with the revealer of secrets. He's your helper. He lives right on the inside of you. Amen. So how can I say I'm healed when my body says I'm sick? Because it is written. Amen. The eye of faith sees truth. The ear of faith hears truth. Therefore, we can agree I is healed. Amen. Say that with me. I is healed. Now repeat. Let's make a confession. I receive God's medicine for me today. God's word is medicine to my body today. I am designed to believe God's word because I am a believer. So by design, I believe. So therefore, I decree, I walk by faith, I walk by truth, and I decree in Jesus' name, I is healed. Amen. And I want to agree with you tonight, if you would like me to lay hands upon you, just to come into agreement that you are healed. If you've got those uh, symptoms in your body, pain, whatever's going on, I want you just to come up here quickly because I want to pray with you and just agree with you. If that anybody here tonight, you need, you need me to, to pray with you, don't hesitate to come up or we're just going to be in agreement with what we've just confessed. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus is the healer.
and the healer is in the house. Did this teaching help you tonight? You learned anything? It's so important that you understand how critical it is that you get into the secret place. Work with the revealer of secrets. Amen. He's your helper. He's your lover. He's everything that you will ever need him to be. Amen. So all of you in your seat, I want you just to stretch out your hands as we agree together in Jesus' name. Stretch out your hands towards him. Father, I thank you. And I agree with my sister right now that by the stripes of Jesus, she is completely healed and whole in every organ, every tissue, every cell in her body. I release that healing power to flow. Every organ, every tissue, bringing about a complete, complete healing and a cure in Jesus' name. It's okay. He's got you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes, she is healed and whole. We agree. We agree to the word right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that by your stripes, she is healed. Her health is restored speedily, and no weapon formed against her shall prosper. Be thou made whole in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Peace, peace, healing, be whole. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for my brother. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against him will prosper. I come against every malfunction in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes he is healed and whole. And I release that healing power to flow into every organ, tissue, and cell in his body, bringing about a complete healing and a cure in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If I prayed for you, you can be seated. Father, I thank you for my sister. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes she is healed. Open her eyes, Lord. Open her eyes to see with the eye of faith. In the name of Jesus, Ooh, be healed, be whole. Lord, let her physical strength be renewed like the eagles. In the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. Be healed, be whole in the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, don't pray, just receive right now in the name. The name, it's above all other names. Every part of her being, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, be thou made whole. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father God. Give no place to fear, just peace, peace, peace. I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes he's healed and whole. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Creative miracles. We thank you for creative miracles, healing and wholeness. I thank you for this mother, for peace, for wisdom, for strength. In Jesus' name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The name of Jesus, be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the revealer of secrets. Thank you, Father. Be whole in Jesus' name. The name of Jesus. 
I release that healing power to flow every part of your being in Jesus' name. Peace, peace, peace. Hallelujah. Be whole, spirit, soul, and body in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father. All things are possible with you. We surrender to you, Father God, for wisdom. We thank you that you are our peace. You break down all walls of division. You break them down. You make the crooked places straight. The rough places, you make them smooth. Exalt those valleys, Lord, and make the mountains low. I speak peace, healing, and victory in this situation in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I just want to encourage you to Get into that secret place, amen, and know that you is healed. Everything begins in the realm of the spirit. So, Father, we thank you so much for your word tonight. Lord, I pray that this word takes deep root into each and every heart. I pray for not only physical strength, but in their inner man, that they are strengthened in might by your spirit in the inner man. That they won't turn to the left, they won't turn to the right, but they're going to be so anchored in you, in your word, because your word is filled to overflowing. It oozes out with you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Well, thank you for coming out tonight. You're dismissed. You can go back to the, the uh, tool.